the world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs, and we now have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. Keep seeking the answer to poverty through government, and the problem will continue to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, not in Washington or any state's capital. The long-term success of our country will come through our children if we teach them perseverance, humility, honor, character, hope, and love. And love will lead to action. This is The Mickey Allison Show. How we raise our children today will be our legacy for good or evil. Let's change the world. Now, here is Mickey Ellison. Hello and welcome to the Mickey Ellison Show. I am Mickey Ellison and our guest today is Bob Lutz. And Bob Lutz, we're, I'm going to get more into it with Bob in League 42, which is the on the uh, um, show description that, that is on Facebook and that is out there at Voice America on the website. And if you're listening to the show, you, you maybe have read that. But, uh, you know, as I was listening to the intro to the show, and the part where where we talk about the you know the long term success of our country is going to come through our children. I can't think of a better topic to be talking about than League Forty Two with with Bob Lutz and, and what is going on in Wichita, Kansas, and hopefully it sparks something in communities around the country that will do things some similar to what they're doing and may already be doing those types of things. But uh, before we get into that, I want to talk just a just a moment about the road to complete fitness and um, the the actual fight against debt that we have introduced and it's such a simple way to fight it because I believe that um, the, the single greatest threat to our freedom in America right now isn't ISIS, it isn't uh, um, whatever you might think of, it's debt. It, and it caused what happened in 2008 to happen in the financial markets and it's literally killing people um, that, that are taking their lives and in and, and, and the worst case scenario but at least taking their life away from them because they have to focus so much on the debt that they have. And we're going to continue this fight. And you know, it just reminded me this week as I got an, an email that comes from from uh, one of the many financial um, guru folks that I get emails from because I'm in the financial planning business that uh, it was about student loans and how to get more of them and different ways to pay for them. And, and really, we're not going to – that could be – the most evil form of debt outside of maybe payday loans that I can think of in this world where we're actually enslaving our children each and every day to this. But what we're teaching is freedom, freedom to be able to do many of the things that we want to do. I know people that I go to church with that say, I would like to be able to give more to organizations and, and causes that I believe in, but I can't because I have all of these bills to pay. And most of that comes back to debt. And folks, we have some very exciting things that are we're working on. They're going to be – they may be slower than I would like because the financial resources at this point in time uh, come from me. But right now, we're at 26 people giving a dollar a day to help someone else out of debt with no selfish ambition. And our goal – sounds crazy – is a million, to have a million people doing this, and we literally can change the world. But one of the things that we've got to start – we've got to get created is, is we're going to turn it into a nonprofit and um, – you know, the resources that I have are somewhat limited, so anyone out there with information on how to create a nonprofit, I would appreciate that, Bob, that you're included on that one. Um, but uh, when we do this and we get out of debt, there are 
organizations that we can be we can help that do other things outside of just the debt. We look at it and go, what what is thirty dollars a month to me? Yeah, thirty dollars a month is heck. It's not even dinner out with my family anymore, unless we go to Wendy's or McDonald's. But uh, if we if we get this fight rolling and we get people involved and we get to that million dollars, do the math, folks. It's a million dollars a day. That's $365 million a year that we're using to help eliminate debt for those that are drowning in it. And what we can do once we have millions of people out of debt is almost unimaginable, the people that we can help. One of those organizations that, that I would like to see, and it is receiving some help from, from the great folks of Wichita, Kansas, and the surrounding area, is League 42. And this one is one that I like talking about because it's probably, um, outside of my, my own kids and my wife, is my favorite subject to talk about, and that's baseball. Uh, baseball is, is something that, uh, you know, it, I look back on my, on my childhood and the opportunity that I got to play at Vanderbilt University, and, and all that was great, but the memories, that, that those are great, but many of the lessons – that I learned through the game of baseball, and not only baseball. Some of you folks out there listening may be basketball folks or, or, or soccer or whatever it might be. Many of these lessons can be taught in, in most of the sports. That's, the, that's about life, about learning how to deal with, with defeat, learning how to deal with success, because many people have more trouble with, with success than they do with, with defeat because it tends to, uh, to, go, to go to their heads. But in uh, 2013 – I think the idea uh, has started, and my guest, by the way, today is Bob Lutz. Bob Lutz is um, a writer for the Wichita Eagle and has been a former radio show host here in town on sports. I, I don't even, what, was, what was the name of the show, Bob? It's called Sports Daily. Sports Daily. And Bob did a fantastic job of getting people mad at him for saying things that uh, they, they may not agree with on, on their sports, or they may agree with them. They either loved you or hated you, right, Bob? That's kind of how uh, that's kind of how it is as a sports columnist and a sports <laughs> radio talk show host. Is uh, you kind of throw stuff out there, and uh, some people agree with you, and some don't, and the, it's a lively discussion. And to me, that's what sports should be. It's a debate. It's not something that's not life and death. It's something to have fun with, and and uh, that's always been my viewpoint about sports. Yeah, it, it's it's a release, and and and, a, and it's a way to just go out and. And have a good time, but uh, um, let's talk a little bit about League Forty Two. And and for those that are hearing you for the first time on the show, give them an idea of where the idea of League Forty Two came to, and what actually sparked you to to create it. Well, just seeing that uh, Major League Baseball, the numbers of blacks that are playing in Major League Baseball has been on a constant decline over a number of years. Uh, Kids aren't getting the opportunity to learn and play the game because of, of uh, other resources are not available, finances are not available, transportation is not available. Baseball in inner cities all across America has started to dry up, and I know Major League Baseball has taken an initiative called the RBI program. Um, we've taken an initiative here in Wichita and decided to honor Jackie Robinson and this idea has been percolating in my brain for many years. Uh, it's always bothered me that uh, we're not offering baseball in, in Wichita's heart. Um, so we decided in 2013, in July of 2013, to see if there was an opportunity that we could start something. 
and uh, less than two years later, here we are with a league and 400 kids and 29 teams, and Mickey Ellison's a coach in our league, and, and we just, uh, we've obviously appealed to uh, the clientele we were attempting to appeal to, and it's it's extremely rewarding, extremely daunting, and we're doing our very best to make sure that League 42 is a Wichita fixture for many years to come. Yeah, and and when when you first started the league, I didn't have any personal experience. And, and just to give you a little bit of my background, I grew up in rural South Carolina and, and had the opportunity to play baseball practically for free um, growing up. And I I don't get I guess when you graduate from college until you have kids and you start to interact back into into youth sports again you don't really realize the the changes that have happened a lot of changes have been for the positive because kids are getting better instruction today than they were in the past but part of the problem that comes with that is the cost of actually playing and uh, i have two boys that uh, we're we're fortunate enough that uh um, we've been able to, to keep them involved, but it's extremely expensive to, to play the game in, in many areas. Uh, and, and I don't know, uh, well, just doing the game is somewhat expensive, but uh, it, it doesn't have to be so expensive that we lose the kids that would otherwise love to play the game. And when I first started, uh, uh, my first introduction to, to youth baseball was with, with my older kid, Jordan, who is actually playing in the league right now playing in league 42 and has played competitive baseball his 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 entire life and um, not that league 42 isn't competitive but uh and it's going to become more and more competitive over time as as the kids learn more about the game and and uh, especially those younger kids that are that are starting out at five and six and seven years old and uh but the the, the thing that, that that i looked at was we actually started this a little bit. It wasn't to the extent that you've been able to do, Bob. We started with our Kings program with a group of boys that uh, um, the idea was to do something more than just teach them the game of baseball. Because anybody that's played the game for at any high level can teach someone how to play the game. But what do we teach those kids over and above baseball? Because the vast majority of them aren't going to play professional or college baseball. And and but what can they take from those games in real life to help them in the future? And um, one of the things I wanted to, to read real quick was uh, you wrote this back in, in December 17th of 2013, and I'm sure a lot of things have changed and and in uh, some positive ways and, and, and what you guys have learned as you're going. But one thing that you wrote, and this is actually uh, – this coincides a little bit with what we're doing with the Road to Complete Fitness, especially on the debt side. You, you, you wrote this one piece um, – we have a tremendous group of folks who have decided to, decided to make League 42 a reality. It's a good concept, and our intentions are redeeming. Now it's a matter of pulling it off. And to your credit and to the credit of the, of the many volunteers here in Wichita, Kansas, I, I think you're well on your way to pulling it off. But I also liked what you had written in here. That you should, I think we're finding out as we go. Initially, League 42 was devised as a way to help underprivileged kids have the opportunity to learn and play baseball. But what we're finding out is that it can be much, so much more and that we're not really even sure how much we can affect the lives of these children and, and, and their family. And I think you're going to find that to be the greatest reward, you know, five or six years from now when, when you have some of these kids that have come through the program for for extended periods of time. And, and they're, 
you know, some of these kids are coming in without the the advantage of maybe a father figure or a mother figure, and, and they're getting that that type of attention. And um, are, are you finding that 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 um, the league can be so much more than just teaching the game of baseball? Well, absolutely, and and, and you know, baseball is our foundation, but it's certainly not our end game. And we want these kids to experience through baseball. Uh, camaraderie, sportsmanship, family, uh, team building, uh, all the things that go into feeling a connection. Um, And it's great for me to see the connection that is made between players and coaches and families and people who otherwise would not have known one another or experienced one another and everything that goes with that. Um, we want League 42 to do whatever small part it can to keep our kids from going down the wrong paths in life and, and to uh, ex- experience a devotion not only to baseball but to school and academics and uh, making something better uh, of their lives that, that, than maybe would have been possible. Uh, that's where we depend a lot of, upon our coaches. Uh, we have a great group of coaches. They're all obviously volunteer coaches who give up their time. They come from all walks of life. Uh, we have attorneys. We have uh, financial advisors. We have uh, we have really the, these folks come from all walks of life, as I said, and they want to do exactly what uh, what League 42 was designed to do, and that's to give back to the community, to give to these kids, uh, to help them not only learn baseball, but to teach them the valuable lessons of life that we think are important for all children to learn and that can help form the foundation of a healthy, prosperous life. You know, in 20 years, I'd love to see these all of these players that, that are playing in League 42 today um, out there doing well in life. That's that's the goal. Um, I'm a competitive guy, so obviously I would like to see some guys and girls go on and play baseball or softball or, or whatever it is at the high school, college level. Um, I think there'll come a day when League 42 produces a professional player, and who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe yep, even a major I, league or someday. Yeah, and I, I have no doubt in my mind at some point in time that that will happen. And, you know, just as the opening of the show talks about how we, you and I both are very aware of many of the, the social problems that we have going on in America and the many different area problems that we have. And we have to do our part in training our children because I really think our children are the ones that are going to come come along and probably fix a lot of the mess that that we have made, and um, that's our opportunity to have a legacy. And, and ultimately, you wind up with better kids who wind up with with better adults that wind up creating better communities that in turn wind up creating a better state and a better country. And, and that's what we hope to, to do. When we get back from this break, Bob and I are going to talk a little bit about his experience actually with League 42 and, and what some of the things he's seen. And I'll also talk a little bit about my experience as a first-year coach in the league and uh, the, the, the things that I see and the possibilities that, that can take place, plus just the rewarding part that we as coaches um, – get to take a part in and 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 how it can actually change our lives and the way we look at things um, folks we'll be back with, with bob lutz after this break see you then
online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Dance Talk Radio has come to Voice America. Join host Tracy Marciniak and her celebrity guests every week for a show that takes you inside the world of dance. What's it like working with stars like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift? The experts share their stories and the behind-the-scenes secrets. Plus, inside tips to become a better dancer, instructor, or studio owner. Dance on over to the Voice America Variety Channel every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific for Dance Talk Radio. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private, personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for You with Arvind Vora, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. Today, my guest is Bob Lutz, and who I, I call friend now, and after not agreeing with most of what he said on sports radio show that's a joke by the way except for that uh you know his uh, his love for the st louis cardinals we got to talk to him about that i don't think i can win that argument either but uh well, i don't understand um, that he went to vanderbilt <laughs> which is sort of in cardinal country um, where'd you grow up mickey in, in I grew south, up south carolina, carolina. I, I grew up so in, you're, in are America. you a braves fan I am a Braves fan i actually really grew up a reds fan and that was because um Late at night, when my brother and I were supposed to be in bed, we would turn on the radio, and and you know the AM signal you could pick up from who knows where at at, at night, and the one that we could pick up the clearest was the Reds, and we would sit there and listen to Marty Brenneman and and those guys uh, uh, announcing Reds games when we were supposed to be in bed. And I think my dad kind of knew what we were doing. My mom probably did too, but my dad was on well. I guess if uh, he loved the game, he's the reason we love the game as much as we do. So he's probably, you know, at least we weren't uh, doing something too terribly bad. We we're just going to be sleepy the next morning. But yeah. uh, um, it, it's a game I, I love the game of baseball, and um, and and I love what what you guys have have created with with League Forty Two. Um, tell me a little bit about your experience and what some of the things that have been rewarding. And, and if you have specific stories on on a, on a few kids without actually giving out a name, I'd love to hear them. Yeah, well, I mean, I coach uh, one of our t-ball teams, and I, we started doing that last year with a guy, a very good friend of mine, and his son, and my son helps out. Uh, we actually coached together at West Urban for quite a few years back in the 90s. 
and we kind of resurrected uh, that uh, coaching staff, and uh, we're coaching a t-ball team, and that's obviously, of course, that's the lowest level. It's kids that have no idea sometimes how to even put a what hand to put their glove on or how to hold a bat. So it's been re- extremely rewarding because we're in our second year, and we have several kids who have been with us for two years, and the progress they're making is 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 pretty impressive and mm-hmm. it's uh, fun to it's fun to be around these kids we have a great group of families uh we treat it as a family we feel like our panther t-ball team is a close-knit group and uh we grow very close to these kids and and uh we're just having a great time and and i hope to be able to move up with them next year to the coach pitch age group which is seven and eight but uh being in my role, I really feel like I have 400 players that I feel very strongly about and uh, try to get around and see as many games as I can. I'm closely associated with all of the coaches, so at times I'll go to a practice and, and see what uh, what's going on there. But the rewarding part of this is, is clear. It's being around a great group of kids, and as someone who has always loved and had a great affinity for children um this is the this is some of the most fun i've ever had in my life um sure baseball is is like i've said earlier in our conversation it's the foundation but working with kids is really the the major reward yeah and seeing the the growth that, that they've had and and um i'll give a little bit of, of my experience so far and actually it was uh I, I liked what we talked about last year when you came on the show a couple of times and, and what you were doing in League 42 and the time, the time that we spent over lunch and, and, and all of that. But finding time for me to actually get out there and, and participate actively was, was a challenge because I had two, two sons of my own. I coached both of their teams, and um, you know the, they're pretty competitive. They play We don't go crazy and play 100 games, but both kids probably play somewhere in the ballpark of 40 to 60 games a year. So you throw that, throw that number out there, and you're looking at 100 games plus practices, and just finding time to do so was difficult. But this year was a year that, that – gave me an opportunity to uh to participate and it basically boiled down to my my oldest son jordan is is 14 he's in eighth grade and he from day one he he just wound up on a team with a, the the entire group of kids was a year older than him and um as long he stayed competitive with them has done pretty well um so i let him stay with them but there was an issue coming up as he was going into eighth grade and these other kids were going into ninth grade was well if these kids are in ninth grade, they're probably going to be playing high school baseball. So what does Jordan do for um, the three or four months before they get out? And mm-hmm. so I gave I, – I think I shot you an email and, and asked you what you thought about having uh, um, Jordan come out and play with one of the league 42 teams. Um, and, and one, it would be a good experience for him um, because, one, he, he, he would look, get to – to actually almost work as a mentor for some of these these kids because you've seen him play. He's a pretty good little player. Right. And um, But also, he would be a, have an opportunity to give back because that's one of the things that we did with with uh, the Kings program. In many ways, it was the it, the it is actually an acronym. Is that what I'm looking for? It stands for Kids in God's Service, which is the number one thing that we were teaching was to 
to serve others. And, and you know, the game of baseball itself can teach to serve others because it you, you can't you can have the most dominant pitcher on the face of the planet, and if you don't have somebody that can catch the ball when he throws it in there, it doesn't matter how good he is. And mm-hmm. it does teach a lot about teamwork. Well. You were okay with the idea of Jordan coming out, and I get a chance to uh, coach with, with my friend uh, Jason Norris, um, who I've coached against for years. And I didn't really know what to expect, Bob. I, I went out to the first practice, and you know, you you get a little jaded by. Uh, you know, we were getting the opportunity to practice out at Trinity and at Heights and some of the other places, and you know, we go out to just a plain old ball field at, at a middle school, and this group of kids are out there, and and. They're learning to play the game, but some of them didn't even know how to play catch. And right. um, there was one particular kid that he knew how to play a little bit of catch, but uh, just wouldn't talk. And my my goal from that point on, from the point of that 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 practice was, I have a lot of goals for the other kids, but one was specifically to get this kid to open up and just enjoy playing the game. And um, he, he wouldn't talk, and he, he even I went up to him and put my arm around him, and, and I won't throw his name out there, but I said, son, before the end of this, the, this season, you're going to smile, and I'm not going to quit until you do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, he, he puts pressure on himself when he gets up to the plate, as a lot of kids do, but a couple weeks ago, he, he gets a big hit with bases loaded and kids throwing pretty hard, and... I finally got to look at him and see that smile come on his face. And what I have found is that uh, that they're sweet kids. They're kids that, you know, all they need is a little guidance. They're getting some from their parents, but they're also living in families where maybe they, they don't have um, maybe a father figure or, or, or a mother figure. Or, or maybe they just are in a situation where because of their finances, they don't get to see their parents a whole lot because they're, they're having to work. And, and do all the other things, and um, but you get an opportunity to impact these kids for for the rest of their life. I I remember uh, I don't know if you're familiar with um, oh I just went my brain dead, but, but uh, from proactive coaching I had a, had a couple guests for proactive coaching, and one of the coaches that that runs that that program, and I, I suggest you you take a look at, at their information because there's some great great information that that they have out there. But uh, he he made a comment or on the show one time. He says, "Mickey he says I was out playing golf. With, I got invited to play golf with, with six of my former players. And as we're riding around, one of the kids, um, you know, they didn't play in the six. Of them. He would play with three of them. Then he'd move up and play with the other three, and he just and and so on and so forth. But one of the kids says, "Coach, do you remember when?" And he told this story of some circumstance that had in he had in a game, and uh, it was a really positive experience for this kid. For it wasn't a kid at this time; he was in his mid mid twenties. But uh, it was something that he had said that impacted his life to that point where he remembered ten mm-hmm. years later a comment that his coach had made. And Bob said, "While that made me a little happy," and I think his name is, is while well, while well, he said, "Bob, that comment made me feel good, but it also made me pause." And it made me pause in a way that says, what have I said that these kids are, are remembering later that wasn't so positive? Right. And, and that's where he, he, he just 
it changed his way of thinking because we may not think what we say to the kids is that big of a deal, but they do. And oh, yeah. uh, and, and they will hang on it. I, and sometimes that is the, the, the comment that deflates them. And sometimes it's a comment that uh, was meant to be mean that, that actually inflates them. I can remember specifically uh, a girl at a bonfire. My my brother, Bob, was a – he still holds the, the record at USC Upstate for the most home runs in a career. And as a ninth grader, I live – under his shadow, who was a senior in my ninth grade year, I, I specifically remember the comments from a girl at this bonfire. We were sitting around talking, and, and we're talking about basketball and baseball because he's a pretty good basketball player too. And I said to her, I said, I'm going to be as good as him one day. And she looks at me straight, square in the face and says, Mickey, you'll never be as good as Todd. You'll <laughs> never be as good as Todd. And instead of, you know, for some kids that can deflate them. For me, I was fortunate enough where it actually went, you want to see? And yeah. um, she actually came back four years later and, and said, uh, I, I was wrong. And I got to play at a level higher than, than my brother did. But the reality was he was still better than I was because I don't have any records of Vanderbilt except for <laughs> I was on. I was on the 1990 team that I think set the NCAA record for the most errors in Division One baseball. But, uh, um, you know, that that's the impact that we have as, as, a, as coaches. And what, what I'm – what I'm enjoying the most is just seeing these kids play with pure joy because you don't always see that when you go into some of the competitive leagues because the really competitive leagues put so much pressure on the kids that uh, sometimes we forget that they're kids. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, I'm a, I'm a fan of competition and competitive mm-hmm. leagues. My son played at West Urban for seven years. Um, I get it. West Urban, other things have changed a lot in that time. Um, I think that we're going to develop players, and, and just talking on a, ba- on a baseball term right now, mm-hmm. and not looking at the greater impact and, and the social impact that we believe League 42 will have on these kids. But over time, I expect some really fantastic baseball players to develop uh, out of League 42 because we are careful about our coaches. We want uh, baseball guys in our league that can teach the game, and um, it's going to be fascinating to see where this league goes in that regard in terms of developing baseball talent, um, because that is one area that you know we want to develop baseball talent. Sure, we don't run sure. and hide from that. Um, we want kids to come out of this program and experience playing high school baseball, and I think there are a number of kids in the age group that you coach right now that are playing only their second year of, of baseball, who I think will go on and make their high school teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's gratifying. Uh, we have a kid that catches for the Purple Sox. He's a big strapping kid. He's yeah, I know football. exactly what you're talking about. I think you know who I'm talking about. Um, one of the most gratifying things I've seen all season involved your son uh, when he was pitching, and he can bring it. He's got a great arm. And this kid I'm talking about turned around one of his fastballs into left center field gap. Uh-huh. And it was a baseball moment. It was a high octane. Here's a great fastball, and here's a guy that caught up to it and hit it pretty hard. And, and those are the kinds of things I enjoy watching. I mean, that was, I don't know if you remember that exact moment. Oh, yeah, I, it do. Was, I do. I, I it, remember another kid for the, maybe for the same team that, 
hit one back at Jordan's shins that about took him off too. So, uh, yeah, that's the one. These are big, of, strong kids. I mean, yes, they are. They are athletic as all get out in many cases because they've played football and they've played basketball and they've been around athletics. They just haven't been around baseball. But as you know, Mickey, if you're an athlete, it helps you in picking up these games fairly quickly. And we've seen a lot of that happen in this league. But one of the things I, I don't want to be lost in this is, yes, while we're trying to provide all these lessons, but you, I think you know me well enough to know I'm pretty darn competitive, too. And yeah. we don't we don't want to lose that competition because there those are areas where some of the real lessons are actually learned for the life as well. But you know we're not going out there um, telling these kids to uh, you know you play hard but you play the game right. Um, if you got a we'll teach them later on as they get into the game. You got a double play ball that's hit to the shortstop. Well, you slide in hard to second base to you don't try to hurt the kid. You just try to make it hard for him to make a third first base and. Uh, but uh, you talked about some of those kids, and and we actually have one on our team that uh, I, I've I've uh, it's, it's a different kid than we spoke about earlier. That this kid's about six feet tall, um, has a cannon for an arm. Um, he, when he makes contact, he hits the ball forever, but uh, he doesn't uh, quite know the game yet because it's only his second year actually playing the game. And mm-hmm. I I made a phone call to uh, one of our our friends Charlie Ebright out at out of Bishop Carroll because that's where the kids are going to be going to high school. I, I made a phone call about two weeks ago and says, Charlie, um, we're going to find out how good of a coach you are because I've got a project coming your way and I think you've got a kid that can pitch for you as an 11th or 12th grader and maybe even sooner because he he's extremely raw, but all the talent is there. And uh-huh. and I think you're not – and there's more inside that same – because Jordan's playing as a 14-year-old. He's playing in the 13, 14-year-old um, league. But I think you're going to find that there's even more, especially in that, that group of T-ballers, because if you get the opportunity to coach them all the way through, and uh, hopefully you do, or, or you get to see them go all the way through, those are the kids that you're going to wind up seeing. The high school ball is going to wind up being a given for a lot of these kids. But what, what you may see is those kids that get an opportunity to play at the college level and maybe even beyond. And uh, the the talent is there. The talent now, is Mickey, there. Mickey, I so. wanted to also point out that I I don't want to paint too flowery of a picture because we are in our second year, and, and there were two times last night that, that I was watching games and I did not like what I was seeing. And it had nothing to do with performance. It had to do with one kid not running off the field the way that we liked them to in League 42. I went and talked to him. And lo and behold, the next inning, he did the very same thing. He walked off the field uh, with his head down. And then in a later game, we had a kid that uh, just had terrible body language. And if there's one thing I can't stand in baseball, it's players that have bad body language. Uh, because they're telling the world they're not having fun, they're not into it, and that they don't care. So uh, those coaches were well aware of that situation as well. Um, I stay on this kind of stuff as, as much as I do the good stuff because I want to see our kids representing and respecting baseball the way you and I know the game needs to be respected. And also, when they're out there playing in this league, uh, they need to carry themselves with esteem and to feel like uh, they're doing something special and to honor 
uh, not only the the game, but the the uniform and the coaches and the 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 people who have taken time out of their day and night to come and watch them play. So that's yeah, and a that, big I, I, thing for I, this I, league. And I think that's something that we we can talk about in the next segment as we're being I'm being uh, nudged over here by Justin. There's time to go to a break, but uh, we. We do want to focus on those things because there's some other lessons that I think that can be taught, and it's not just to the kids, but it's to the parents as well. So uh, hopefully you'll be with us when we get back from this break. Bob and I will be talking then. See ya. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Women can live their lives to the fullest and realize their dreams for growth and greatness. Georgine Summers knows. As host of On the Edge, Georgine will give you powerful tools and rules to help you change direction in your life and get rid of the fears that stop you from living your dreams. Stretch your boundaries and become the amazing person you've always wanted to be. On the Edge with Georgine Summers airs live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. And our focus today is League 42. And and also, we we will we'll continue to talk about the debt and how we can... Just a dollar a day, folks. Think about this. If we have millions of people giving one dollar a day to help someone outside of debt, we eradicate debt in a way that has never been seen before. And once that happens, the the abilities that we will have to help organizations like League 42 just multiply. And um, it may not be League 42. It may be Katie Ersta up in Pennsylvania who, who at 30, 31 years old was struck with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Stage four as a as a fitness coach, and uh, you know she's actually in remission now. All the news is good so far for for Katie, but 
she obviously has a heart for, for lymphoma research and, and cancer research. But let's focus a, back on League 42 today. And before we went to the break, Bob and I were talking a little bit about, you know, we were painting a rosy picture for a while, but it's not all rosy because there are some there are some warts that come along the way. And, and But, Bob, like I used to tell um, our kids on, on our Kings team is, is we – I want you to go out and I want you to play hard, but when you make a mistake, that's my opportunity to provide value. And that mistake's not always in um, catching a ground ball or, or hitting a fastball. Sometimes it's in that body language that you were talking about prior to the break and how you want to carry yourself. Sometimes it actually translates over into the parents because what you know one of the, the things that, that we taught and it took a while to get our parents to this point with, with our Kings Bunch, is we want you to pull for your kids. We don't want you arguing with umpires because that doesn't do anything to help our kids. And we also, well, we had crosses on our shirt, so every time that someone would, would get out of line, i just point to the cross, and, 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 and they tend to, to mm-hmm. pipe, down, pipe down a little bit. But for the most part, it, it's, you know, I, I have one kid in particular that um, is a great player, and, but he was he was trying so hard to please his dad, and his dad was constantly on him. And I finally had the opportunity to just just pull him over to the side and said, you know, um, Chance is doing everything he can. He wants to please you. Here's what I need you to do: you be his biggest fan over there in the stands. You pull for him like nobody else, and I'll be his biggest critic. And uh, but many times the parents and, and we're all emotional beings. You're especially those of us that are competitive, like you and I. But we have to know what to say and what not to say. If your kid's out there playing baseball, basketball, whatever, my football is a little tougher because you're so you're so far away from your parents anyway. But let them play the game. Let them learn. Let us when when you have that kid walking off the field, let us do our job, and that is to correct them on walking off the field because if, if you Want to play at a higher level, I, and, and this is in life in general, Bob, I believe. I tell each and every one of our kids that, that have played on our Kings team that you do this, and, and this is a religious team, but I said you do this as if you're playing for God himself. Because, mm-hmm. look, guys, everybody, no matter what situation is going on, you don't know who's watching you. You don't know as a 13-year-old kid playing in League 42 – if Jeff Topping from Heights is sitting out there watching your game, or if you're West Urban doing the same thing, and, and right. the you you're leaving an impression on that kid because I I tell you what the one of the great sayings that I, I heard from proactive coaching and I think they borrowed it from some someone else and see if I can get this right was uh, um, oh heck I just went brain dead um, but it, it was it was basically the the point was getting across that you're always being watched you're being watched whether whether it be from from a teacher whether it be from from a coach and they talked about they would take a a kid a a kid with great talent but a bad attitude is not a good player and that attitude and that's the attitude that I've, i've tried to uh instill into jordan as he's working you know he's working with these kids because sometimes at practice bob he's like having an extra coach with, with some of the kids and right. um and you know he has to carry himself at a different level right now because these kids are learning to play the game and and they look up to him for better or for worse 
And the way he plays the game will impact the way some of these kids will, will play it later on. Yeah, and you know, and, and, and I'll just stay on the age group that you're coaching in as an example. We've got a team that hasn't won a game. They've got some good players, but they haven't yet been able to win a game. Uh, we got a team last night that just laid an egg, lost 17-3. to It's mm-hmm. actually the team that, that handed your team its only loss of the season. They just had a horrible night. They couldn't throw strikes. They couldn't catch. They just they just had one of those games that uh, that just got away from them, and that's where the bad body language started showing. And and that's something that you know that's a teaching opportunity. And fortunately, mm-hmm. we have coaches who took it as that as a teaching opportunity. We've all been on the other end of a lopsided score. We've all had bad days. We've all uh, had moments where we just couldn't get it right, but. You've got to learn from those things and not let that defeat you, uh, even for a moment. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of lessons to be learned through sports. I'm not breaking any ground there. To me, that's why sports are, are so valuable. That's why I love them. Um, but we've got to take that opportunity, especially in this league, when we're working with with kids who have more bad days than many other kids. Mm-hmm. We have We have groups of kids who don't always see the sunshine and Mm -hmm. we've got to make them aware that there are better days ahead if they will just persevere work hard have a good attitude um and that's that's a challenge but that's a challenge that we uh accept and we're going to do our very best as a league to give these kids hope and opportunity yeah and hope is the is the one thing that uh um is more invite valuable than many things that, that are out there because I, I look at that's what we're doing with, with the road to complete fitness we, we helped a, a young lady um, she's not completely out of debt but the, she's now helping others and uh, she's got herself financially in a position to be able to help others and because of the gifts of, of at the time 19 people and, mm-hmm. but she, she told me she goes Mickey the, the greatest thing that I got out of this was hope she goes the financial part was was okay but she goes i just learned that there are 19 people who of which only three or four of them know who i am but yet they gave to me anyway and mm-hmm. um that's that's where we as coaches get that opportunity because most of the kids you know i didn't know any of the kids um on, on jordan's team but prior to the year but man i love those kids i i love seeing seeing them have success i love the opportunity to teach them when they don't have success and and keeping things in perspective things in perspective because the reality is there really isn't a such thing as a bad day on a baseball field it's like saying a bad day on the golf course you know the reality is there are people across the world that and maybe even in our own city that they don't even know when their next meal is coming they don't know they they're really really big big problems out there and that that is is one of the lessons i've tried to teach in 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 our ministry itself the road to complete fitness is is that you know while we think we may have it bad and we may be sometimes we think we're persecuted as as being christians in this nation but on the grand scheme of things no there are people there are people who are having their heads chopped off on the other side of the world just because they they believe a certain way but yet we do that to people here not always physically chopping their heads off, but we do it by, by breaking them down, causing them to lose hope. And that's, that's the one thing that, that uh, if, we, if we do nothing else for these kids is, is to show them that there is reason to hope.
There's reason to hope. There's reason to dream big. There's reason to uh, um, to try your best, even when you don't feel your best, because there's 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 eleven other kids on your team depending on you. And, and to work hard in school, and to not uh, get down, and to uh, persevere through school, and to turn away those who might come at you with uh, with opportunities, but opportunities that lead you down the wrong path and give you very little hope for your future. Right. Um, those are the things we tell our coaches to preach, our parents to preach. Um, you know, we, League 42 has lofty goals. We know we can't change the world, but we hope we can change uh, the life path for a few kids as we go on with our existence. And, well, and, and, Bob, and uh, you, we you hope said- that in 10, 15 years, kids come back to us and say, Hey, League Forty Two really helped me. I appreciate everything you guys did for for me. Well, you know, look, and, that, that's going to be the rewarding part of this. Yeah, and don't sell it short because you say you can't change the world, but you never know which kid's life you're going to change that does change the world. And, and those kids, they're they're out there, and changing one person at a time is how we ultimately wind up with with a better world. Um, Bob, we're coming up to the to the end of the show. Um, if people want more information about League 42, how do they do that? And if they want to uh, contribute and help you out, how do they do that as well? Absolutely. You know, we have a website, League42.org. Um, we have a post office box, 20051, here in Wichita, 67208. If you'd like to contribute financially to us because we, we want to build new facilities, we want to renovate the facilities we already have, we have ongoing needs for equipment for these kids because we provide gloves, bats, balls, catchers, gear, uniforms. Uh, you can donate to us in a variety of ways, and we'll put that money and that equipment to good use with with, with great kids and, and a great baseball program right here in Wichita. Yeah, and Bob, we're at the end of the show. We've got 30 seconds left. I, for those that are listening that want to have more information, you're not in a position to write it down. I will actually post a link on my website to League 42 as well as a, a link on the Facebook page to the Mickey Ellison Show and the Complete Fitness uh, Facebook page as well. Hope you enjoyed the show. Bob, thank you so much for coming on, and I look forward to seeing you at the ballpark tomorrow night. All right. Thanks, Mickey. All right. All right, talk to you soon. All right, folks, we hope you'll join us next week as we will have another guest that uh, we will continue this road to complete fitness, and we will set this goal of a million people given a dollar a day, and we will reach it in due time. Hope you'll be one of them. See you then. so much for joining us on the mickey ellison show mickey plans to be here again next wednesday morning at 8 a.m pacific time 11 a.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel we hope you'll be here too thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.